This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and is it just me? Or does it seem like time is moving faster? I mean, we're already in the first week of September. I mean, it seems like Christmas is right around. I saw Halloween stuff out last week. I can't believe it. Now, we know the stock, you know, September, I've told you a week ago, two weeks ago, September and October are known for volatility, and I wrote in the newsletters going back three weeks, four weeks, that you expect more volatility in September and October. So we're seeing that in the NASDAQ. So stocks stalled last week, and, you know, historically, as I said, these are going to be difficult months. The market's performance, though, is still, you cannot say, it is still on a upward, upward trajectory, even though we've seen some pretty steep falls in the NASDAQ. And there's predictions out there that some people, some of the experts saying room, you know, there's plenty of room to grow higher, and some people think it's going to slow. For instance, there's a story, a headline in MarketWise.com. Stock market has room to rally more than 10% by year end, says famed bull. Well, there is equity you know, strategists projecting S&P to reach 3,200 by the end of 2018. And I do think we're going to have another rally to the end of the year. I mean, I, But that, that's, those are just what we think. That doesn't mean the market can fool a lot of people a lot of times. Also, the same guys are thinking the market is going to be 3,360 on the S&P by the end of 2019. So is that right? We won't know until we get there. That's the question, is it? Is it right? Are we going to be? Is that going to happen? Remember, market forces are very complex. It's a mix of ever-changing variables. The dynamics and the daily movements warrant close watching and common sense analysis. Really, don't don't get too excited. Don't get too depressed. Look at it cold and hard. And, of course, that's what I try to do every day on Invest Talk on this program, on investtalk.com. That's what we try to do, Justin and I. So I thank you for joining us, and I hope you will contribute to the program with your investing questions. The number to call, and it's open now, is 888-99-CHART. Now, here we are in the days of lofty new market highs. I mean, just think, it was a week, two weeks ago, and with Amazon already reaching a market cap of a trillion, very close, a little bit below now, we discover a, there, there's a there's a scenario out there, argument that Amazon is going to double that figure to two trillion dollars. That is just amazing, two trillion. So is that fact or fantasy? I'm going to explore that position here at the top of the show. There, we have a story I'm going to refer to, but I think that's something we're going to look into and talk about. But first, here's a question that came in earlier on our Intertime listener line, and the number is 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Bill from Dayton, Ohio. I had a question in regards to uh, merging markets. I currently have it as 15% of my profile. I know it's taken a beating this year, and thought about uh, dollar cost averaging back into it for a while, and wanted to know what you think. 
Uh, love the show, guys. Thanks. Actually, I think uh, a position in emerging markets is a start, smart move. They've been beat up this year. Uh, I wouldn't do more than 15%. That's, that's plenty. I don't get more than that. But I do think that it was beaten up, and it's probably going to have a rebound. Just like August was very strong for the market, told me that September might be a little bit more volatile or will be more volatile. I think uh, emerging markets is a growth area. I think that the U.S. is going to be the engine for that growth. I think uh, China is probably going to have some recovery and it's going to drag up the emerging markets with them. So, yeah, I, I like I like the position of emerging markets. Don't get, as I said, don't get too overbalanced in it. Try to keep maintain your balance. But I do think it's a good strategy to have some emerging market exposure. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay, here's an incredible headline that we ran across today on Investopedia.com. You know I like that website, right? I love Investopedia. There's certain websites I go to every day, and that's one of them. And the headline read, Five Reasons Amazon May Double to $2 Trillion. And can that be true? Is it realistic in any way? Is it realistic? So let's look at the argument. You know, Amazon.com, A-M-Z-N is the symbol, had, has seen its market value jumped sevenfold in the last five years. And it's the second U.S. corporation to surpass $1 trillion market, market cap. And it's pulled back a little bit from that, but it's still. You know, that's huge. That's a huge milestone. I mean, that, I don't think people understand how big that really is. And, of course, Apple is the other one. It's still above $1 trillion. Now, some bulls see at least five forces which could double the value of e-commerce and cloud computing for Amazon. Five forces that Amazon has taken advantage of to get it to $2 trillion. And here are the key drivers of growth they think will get it there. Cloud business, surging ad sales, opening of physical stores, and they opened one in San Diego, a big, huge one just recently, artificial intelligence, and healthcare. Now, here's an example. Amazon's burgeoning cloud business, Amazon Web Services, AWS, and which has been touted as the main driver of the firm's next stage of growth, this segment is on track to generate $25 billion in revenue over the next 12 months. That's sales growth of nearly 50% in the second quarter. That's amazing. $25 billion in sales. While Amazon and Apple have grown their businesses by improving their core offerings, the Seattle-based online retailer Amazon has accelerated its growth by diversifying into new growth markets and expanding to traditional industries such as brick-and-mortar grocery stores. We know that. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, 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 brick-and-mortar uh, uh, industries, apparel, groceries, but Apple took 38 years to reach a trillion dollars. Amazon did it in 21 years. And Amazon is in a bunch of different areas. Apple is just in computers and phones. I mean, those are the big drivers for Apple. Amazon is much more diverse. Would I buy it today, Amazon? I don't think so. I don't think so. 181 
P-E ratio. Pretty tough. Now, you've just heard the amazing stories about Amazon. Smart investors, you guys out there, should also listen to the counter-arguments to it. Don't just listen to the positive. It's important to note that some experts say Amazon stock is already way too stretched, indicating that further gains are unlikely. That might be true, and I might be on that side of this equation, even though I do believe it could each reach $2 trillion. But there, it's, think of it as, I don't know, it's just stretched. Think of the P-E ratio, okay? The P-E ratio ranges from 123 to 917 for Amazon. And now that it's getting so big, its sales growth is starting to slow. I can easily see the P-E ratio coming down. But at the same time, sales are growing. I think Amazon is worth maybe $1,000 on a fairly valued price. Not, But then you got to add in its growth rate. It's very, it's a tough call when to buy that. It's a tough call. So as Justin and I always emphasize, our Invest Talk listeners are well advised to reject their emotional buy-sell impulses. Remember, fear and greed. Don't let them dictate your moves. Fear and greed. And when you realize that you might not have the time or the long experience to be as effective as you should be, my manager portfolio, I invite you to reach out to us. Reach out to me or Justin at KPP Financial. We are very, very, very familiar with emotions, fear, and greed. And we can we don't let them control our decision making at all. Takes years of practice, by the way. That just doesn't happen. First of all, you got to realize that it's happening to you. Most people don't realize that they are in that fear and greed. So, we'd love to talk to you. If you want us to do a portfolio review, just go to investtalk.com and send me an email. Or you can you can go to the phones. Our phones always are open. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. There's a quick reminder. I will be returning to San Jose, California on October 3rd. I would be very pleased to sit down with you for the personalized portfolio review then. If you can, all you have to do is register. And you can do this easily on the portfolio review page at investtalk.com. Our phone is open, 888-99-CHART. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. We are now into September, summer is over, and we know that the stock market has had an amazing run. But could the bull run be ending soon? Steve Peasley will be watching events closely, so stay with us. Speaking of Steve, the phone lines are open, he's here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go to a mix in San Jose. Hi, Demet. Hey, I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have you. a question about Twitter. Uh-huh. Yes. Twitter, TWTR, it has dropped a lot, like almost 40% from the peak. Um, is it a good yes. time to get in or should wait more? Not yet. 
Not yet. There, there, we probably you'll have a better time to get in, but not yet. Uh, it's still falling. Okay. I still think we got some weakness coming. Uh, Twitter, everybody. TWTR provides public real-time platform for the creation distribution of you know of content. We all know who they are, basically. Sales growth is like 20, 24 percent in the last two quarters. Uh, and sales and earnings are going to be. 79 cents a share. It's a $30 stock. It's ex it's an expensive stock. Okay. It always has been. And the sales growth is not as consistent. But that's not why it's falling. It's falling more on the line of politics, Amit. Not, not necessarily on its okay. own fundamentals. Uh, so, uh, politics, everybody, because, you know, Twitter and Facebook had to meet with some, the, some government... Uh, congressmen, senators, and defend themselves saying that they're not being biased in their search engines or their content and all that stuff. And Amit, I will say this. I think this is the very first shot across the bow from the federal government. Our federal government always seems to attack the biggest companies. When they start to dominate anything, they start attacking them one way or another. So I'm anticipating Twitter, Facebook, Google, and maybe even Amazon to come under pressure. Mm -hmm. I don't know about okay. Apple, but it could be. So from the okay. government. So I think if you wait till it goes sideways, wait till it starts trading sideways again. When that happens, okay. that might be a good place to pick it up. And sideways means about oh. a week, maybe two weeks. Okay, going sideways. Okay. So appreciate the call. A couple of weeks. Yeah, let's Thanks. wait. Yeah, and call me again in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about it again. Okay. Thanks, thank man. Appreciate much. it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining us here today. And if you can find a minute to subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, it would help us raise visibility of our program. And that's definitely something we're interested in doing. All you have to do is subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be right back. This is Invest Talk. Please make sure you subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Then listen, rate, and review. And here's a save the date reminder. On October 3rd, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose to conduct personalized, no cost portfolio reviews. And you can register now at investtalk.com. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions. Steve is here, and he'll have unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Okay, today's featured talking point concerns a prediction that China's ascendant economy will become the world's largest, maybe as soon as 2030. However, there's a big caveat here. At least one expert believes history may not follow that assumption. And what is to happen after 2030? There's, th there's forces here I want to talk about. Some of the other topics. Uh, maybe I want to talk about this trench, this tech retrenchment we're seeing. The tech retrenchment. I'm going to give, talk about that in a little bit more details. You're going to need more money than you think to retire. There's been a new study out, and I want to share it with you. And what happens to our, what happened to our middle class? 
What's going on? I'm not saying as it disappeared, but what's going on with our middle class? Do you know how much of our population is in the middle class on as a percentage basis? Do you? Do you know if it's gone up or down sideways in the last year or two or three? Or about the last decade or two? Down, up, middle class has shrunk or grown. Now I'm going to share that with you. Those are the things I'm going to talk about. Of course, you drive the show. You, your calls come first. Now, the Dow was up today, 21 points. Pretty good, huh? Not bad. The NASDAQ was down, NASDAQ was down 72 points. And the S&P was down 11. So the broader market down, NAS, the tech sector is getting smushed. Well, I won't say crushed. I, won't, I don't want to say that bad. How about a strong retrenchment? Whereas the big Dow, 30 stocks, they're doing fine. Interesting dynamics going on there. Very interesting. This this is what I love about doing this. This stuff is so interesting to me as to why these things happen. And, you know, it's so, it's so much fun to try to see if you can understand and then even try to predict why. I'm getting decent at the prediction stuff, but remember, you're looking at crystal ball. It is never reliable. Never. That's why I say, and I write in my book, experts are always wrong. Don't necessarily believe us because we're wrong a lot. It's just a matter of how, how big the wrongness is. Now, there's a reason a lot, there is no reason to allow any of your financial investment questions to go unanswered. After today's program ends, at any time, night or day, you can call Invest Talk Listener Line and submit your question. And here's a call that came in earlier at 888-99-SHARP. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Clint from Alabama. And my question today is about dividends for REITs. And I'm looking at two different REITs. One is the MGP REIT and the other is EPR. When I look at EPR, they pay out a dividend every month versus uh, MGP, which pays it out, I want to say, quarterly. Why would there be the discrepancy as far as dividends and what makes a company pay a dividend every month versus every quarter? Thanks, and I uh, hope to hear it on the next show. Okay, we talked about REITs a little bit yesterday. REITs are real estate investment trusts. And they, to qualify as a REIT, uh, they have to pay 90% of their earnings out in the form of a dividend to you, the shareholder. And if they're in the... Uh, in the uh, the real estate business in any way, shape, or form, they can qualify as a REIT. Okay? And the real estate investment trust. And when they do that, they don't have to pay income tax at the corporate level. Now, why does one REIT pay quarterly, one pay monthly? Yeah, they can, they, remember, they're a corporation. They can decide to pay any way they want to. They can pay a daily. They can pay a, a yearly. So to, add, to ask the question why they would pay day, uh, monthly versus quarterly, well, it's hard to know. It, 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 I don't know the answer to that. This is the decision they make. I will say this. A monthly dividend is better than a quarterly dividend because you get to reinvest their earnings. But try to remember, REITs usually carry a lot of debt. And that's one of the reasons why they underperform often in a rising interest rate environment. Because of the debt they carry. So if you look, if you're going to get into the REITs, look for low debt REITs in this environment that we're in right now. 
if we were in an environment right now where the where the interest rates were really high and the Fed was starting to lower them, REITs looked pretty darn attractive at that time, at that stage. They'll go up in value. Meanwhile, they do pay very good dividends. You live on the dividends. Okay? Okay. So, everybody talking about China is going to surpass the U.S. economy, and that probably will. However, that's not the end of the story. There is much, you have to think about the, the dynamics going on in China. And I'm going to talk about it because I don't think they're not going to stay ahead of us. How's that? Okay. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, the so-called Buffett indicator predicts bad news for stock investors. Just what is master investor Warren Buffett's formula and how reliable is it? And that story is going to be tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions now. 888-99-CHART. We thank you for subscribing to our podcast. You can join our Invest Talk insiders and gain access to our library of webinars, like Seeing the Cycles, How to Recognize and Harness the Power of Market Cycles. Hidden in the continuous stream of numbers are cyclical occurrences, which help us anticipate both opportunity and risk. It's a free benefit for our Invest Talk listeners. Just click on the Invest Talk tab on investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk. And thanks to very strong interest in Steve Peasley's no-cost, one-on-one portfolio reviews conducted last week in San Jose, Steve has already scheduled a return date, October 3rd. Remember, meeting with Steve can be the quickest way to improve the performance of your portfolio. Space is limited, so register now at InvestTalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Okay, so we know China is growing, and we know China is growing their economy faster than our economy, and they have been doing so for quite some time. And we also know they have a huge number of people. Uh, so, but, so they're growing their economy. This is going to be my point. Now, my point is they're probably going to exceed the size of our economy by 2030. However, by 2060... We will be growing about 2%, and they will be growing maybe 1.8%, 1.6%. Now, this is not something I'm just making up. These are studies that are experts who are predicting this. And you can see why. They only have to think of one thing. And that one thing is China had had a one-child-per-couple policy for decades, okay? They are just now, recent years, loosening that up. That means they're going to have a bunch of old people who are not producers but consumers in the economy. Now, we're going to have a little problem, too, because of our, our, uh, our uh, baby boomers, which I am part of, okay? They're going to be more consumers than producers, but we have young people coming in. We allow, we allow uh, immigration. China, uh, don't do that. 
So what's going to happen is they're going to peak out. The law of large numbers, they're going to peak out at a certain level. And because of the lack of new, young, vibrant people into the system to keep growing the system, they're going to start to falter. Doesn't mean they're going to go down or think we're just going to start exceeding them in growth by 2060. I'll be long gone. But also, it's just, it's just statistics. It's just, you know, <laughs> what, what it is. So you don't really have to worry about it. You know, people are going to all freak out. Oh, China is bigger than us. <laughs> they also have 2 billion people. <laughs> you know, so give it a break. 888-99-CHARTER is our number, everybody. Uh, I do want to go to a listener line right now. I have several things I want to talk about before the end of the show, if I can get them in. But our listener line is always open. 888-99-CHART is the number. So get your questions in while you can. Here's a question that came in earlier. Yeah, hello, Steve and Justin. This is David from Florida. Just calling to see what your take is on United Healthcare Group, UNH. Uh, I noticed it's a top holding in three of my mutual funds. And I'd just love to see what your take is on the stock, especially for the long term. Thanks. I'll be listening on the podcast and love the show. Thank you. Okay, long term, put it in your put it in your drawer, don't worry about it. Long term, United Health Group uh, offers health care coverage benefits services as well as information technology enabling health services. The uh, reason why I say just put it in drawer and don't worry about it is because it's on a growth trajectory and it probably will continue. Short term, remember you said long term. Long term, just put it in drawer and don't worry about it. Short term, it's kind of pricey and you'll probably have a pullback. Don't be surprised by a pullback. Don't be surprised by a 10% pullback or more. Okay? This, uh, you know, the P.E. ratio today is 23. The five-year range is 12 to 24. And it's simply because it's at the top of it range that I range that I'm thinking, okay, earnings have to really grow fast or the price has to come down. Well, earnings are growing fast. They're growing 20 plus percent this year and another 10 plus percent next year to $14.39. It's a $269 stock. So the PE next year is going to be below 20, be 18, 19. Remember, the range is 12 to 24. So I think you should just keep it and ignore it. And even though it's reaching a 52-week high, I had a good day today, up a, up a 1% today on a day that the NASDAQ was down big. Good defensive stock. I, we have a couple in this area. I don't think we don't have UNH, but we have a couple in this area. And, you know, I think, I think it's a good stock to keep. Okay. <clears throat> I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. There are some simple rules for success that every regular investor listener has heard me talk about many times. Rule one, always diversify, always diversify, always diversify. Don't buy more than 3% of any one stock. You can go to five, but I prefer three. Another rule, do not make emotional decisions. Don't let fear and greed control your decisions. You got some fear out there right now. Don't let it control your decisions. Number three, rule number three, do not try to time the market. You can't. It's impossible. Now, what's going to happen is people are going to call me up or send me an email. I got in here and out here, and then I got back in. I timed it perfect. Yeah, right. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. 
because the next time you try it, you're going to lose half your money. It's not. It's just not doable. Consistently, you can't do it. You can guess right. You just can't be consistent about it. You know, we here on Investalk, I am dedicated with Justin, on, and we have a commitment to reason and common sense guidance to try to make you a better investor. The more you listen, the more you'll learn. I guarantee it. The phone lines are open, and the program is always made better by your questions. So please. Call now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where every investor has an opportunity to determine their risk tolerance by using a free online tool at investtalk.com. It's called Riskalyze. Riskalyze offers valuable technology that will pinpoint with unmatched accuracy a client's acceptable level of risk. So know this, your first step to greater financial success is taking a short risk risk questionnaire. Steve and Justin can use the results to ensure that the risk in your portfolio becomes aligned with your investment goals and expectations. In other words, your particular financial situation. So why wait? You can get started controlling your investment destiny right now at no cost. Go to the Invest Talk menu link at investtalk.com Scroll down and click on Risk Questionnaire. And now, the Invest Talk radio and podcast continues. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART is our number. I'd love to talk to you. Okay, tech retracement. Everybody's kind of worried about the recent this recent week, and this has been the worst week in five months for the NASDAQ composite, down 2.5%. On the week of March 23rd, that was the last week, the NASDAQ composite fell 6.5%. This is only 25 What are you worried about? Right? I mean, come on. Okay. Now, the NASDAQ 100 fell a little bit more, 2.9% this week. And, of course, it was fueled, as I mentioned it was, earlier, it was fueled by, you know, Twitter and Facebook having, you know, been in front of the the uh, Senate so the committee and having to justify themselves. But you should expect this. This should not worry you too much. Not really. There is going to be volatility up and down before the year end. I am, I'm, I'm leaning that we'll have more up volatility by year end and more down volatility in the short, shorter term, month to months. But that's because I'm looking at historical patterns and comparing them and saying this tends to happen. This tends to happen. Okay, so don't get too freaked out. Even though the NASDAQ was down 71, 72 points a day, the Dow was up 21, and the S&P down 11. Now, the great thing about any time listener line, it never closes. Here's a question that came in early at 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. This is Peter in Birmingham, Alabama. The main question I had for you is, obviously, you know, when people are getting started, when you don't have the stocks, you generally pick more of an index fund. So, you know, the S&P 500 tends to be the one that most people kind of recommend. And when you look at things, you have Vanguard's, which, you know, is kind of higher around, you know, in the you know, mid to upper 200s at times. But now you also have Schwab that's come out with a much lower cost index fund, which is around 40, 50. And so the question I had is, is it just that the positions that it holds of everything are different 
or is the distribution somewhat different? And so that was my question. Um, I'll look forward to hearing you on the podcast. Thank you. No, uh, price is has nothing to do with what the what the index is holding. So the the Schwab price of forty dollars, it could be ten dollars. It could be twenty. Long as they're holding the S P five hundred, just like the Vanguard holding the S P five hundred, those two indexes can hold exact same positions and be different prices. Don't think that the price represents the absolute value of what's going on in the index. It, you can split it. A banker could split their their uh, their uh, mutual index, mutual fund, five to one. Okay, and if it's two hundred dollars, what would that do to the price? Bring it right down to twenty bucks. No, bring it down to forty bucks. Forty. So therefore, it'd be selling the same thing as Schwab. See, you can't. Don't you're looking at it wrong. Change your focus here. Change your mind. As long as it's holding the index, it could be any price it wants to be. Then it goes up or down based on what the index is doing. Then, you know, then it could split. And two for one, three for one, and drive down the price if they want to. They can do a reverse split too. You know what a reverse split? That would drive up the price. Doesn't happen. Usually that's negative, but it could happen. Now, you're going to need more money, more money than you think in retirement. There's a recent study by the Pew Research. They said that the rule of thumb, the old rule of thumb of needing 70, 80% of your pre-retirement salary to live comfortably in retirement is all wrong. They're saying you're going to need, need like 130% of your pre-retirement salary. That's a big, huge difference. This is a recent study. Why? What changed? This is what they're saying. Not working means you have a lot more time on your hands to spend money because you're not working. So what would you spend more money on? Coffee? Gym? The, the, the gym? Going to the gym that you didn't before and now you had to renew your gym your your uh, your membership fees, maybe if you want to go take some night classes, school, or maybe eating out more often, maybe digital services because you're trying to man- manage your own money and you want software, or maybe you're traveling more or entertaining more, shopping more because you have more time. This is their main theory or theme on the research: time, because you have time instead of working and earning money, you have time to spend it. So you do tend to spend it in retirement. So they think you need more. That was it. That was our whole point of their study. I could have done that in five minutes, and I'd need a study to tell me that. <laughs> I tell people, you're going to spend probably just as much or more money in retirement that you're making. You want to, re- you want to replace your salary, not replace it partially. That's what I tell people. Okay, what has happened to the middle class, everybody? I want to talk about that. I want to squeeze that in before the end of the show. What's happened? And of course, you know, it's a busy Thursday for many people. I know that. So, you know, some of the business listeners decide to call or, or listen line in the evening because they, they're not even home yet. And then we record their questions. And here's a call that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. 
Justin, this is Brian from North Carolina. I had a question regarding the stock BlackRock, uh, symbol BLK. I've been following it for the past six months, and while the company is beat on earnings, the stock seems to have slowly declined from the high mid-500s to where it rests around 480. I was looking at possibly building a position for a long-term uh, portfolio and just wanted to get your thoughts on the company. I appreciate all the info and look forward to hearing your answer. Thank you. Okay, I like Brock Rock. Headquarters out of New York. Manages fixed income, cash equity, alternative investment products for institutions and individuals. Their income is growing 23% this year and 10% next year. That's their profits. That's the estimates. Sales are growing uh, 11% in the most recent quarter. The quarter before that was 16. The quarter before that was 30. So that downward trend is what's putting pressure on the stock. It was a it was a five hundred and seventy dollar stock back in the beginning of the year, and today it's four hundred and seventy one. But if you look at a chart, it's been moving sideways. I like the sideways movement. I think the sideways movement for since the the uh, you know, first part of August is telling you that maybe they're putting in a bottom here at this base, uh, and the. The PE is getting, you know, better. The average PE for the five years is 14 to 25, and right now it's at 19. But based on next year's earnings, it's going to be about 17. So that's closer to the bottom of the range than the middle of the range. And therefore, I kind of like the stock. If it holds here and starts to move up, I might wait till the September or maybe into October before I buy it. But this might be a place to buy it. Okay. 888-99-CHART 888-992-4278 Well, I think we're going into the last segment here, everybody If you want to get in This is time This is time to do it Before, you know, we're getting close to the end of the show And of course, you know we will archive this On our podcast collection But we have about 10 minutes left 10 minutes 888-99-CHART On the next Invest Talk, the so-called Buffett Indicator predicts bad news for stock investors. But just what is Master Investor Buffett's formula and how reliable is it? That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here. He's ready with answers, but he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I'm calling in to get your opinion on the stock Abbey symbol. A B B B. I was wondering if it would be a good time to get into the stock and uh, what that look is, and at what point, what dollar amount would I get in? And this is for a long-term hold, well, about two or three years. So thanks for your opinion, and I'll be listening to the answer on your show. Yeah, it looks like it has strong support right around $87.50, and it's at $93.74 today. This is ABV, everybody, ABBV, develops Humira pharmaceutical biological treatments for rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, Crohn's disease. 
Um, and so, therefore, you know, it's in, the, obviously, the medical ethical, ethical drug field sector. And the reason why I say strong support, for those people that don't know what that means, I'm looking at a chart. I'm looking at a one-year chart, looking at the movement of the price of the stock. And as it goes up and down, up and down over the year, or two years, or five years, depending on what period you want to look at, but start with a one-year chart. It seems to have gone down to $87.50 and then bounce three times this this year, the last 12 months. Three times it's bounced off that. So that seems to be strong support. And it's heading down there again, down from 99 down to 93.74 in the last half a month or so. So, wait till it dries sideways again or starts to move up again in a few days and then buy it and then just sit on it. It pays a 4.1% dividend. It's gonna, It's got strong fundamentals, strong fundamentals. So, yeah, it, this is an area that you want to be a buyer. Okay? A-B-B-V. Avi Inc. Now, what has happened to the middle class? If you... <laughs> have looked or been talked to or took a class in, the middle class has fallen over the last few decades down, 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 down. What does that mean? That means the percentage of people living in middle class has shrunk. Now, as a percentage, like in 1961, 61% of us lived in the middle class. 61%. In 2011, that was 51%. 2011. So it went from 61% from 1961, think how long ago that was, to 51% in 2011. So what has it done recently since 2011? Do you think it's gone down or up? The middle class has expanded by 1% to 52%, from 51% up until 2016, which is the most recent data we have. So it looks like the middle class has stabilized. Now, that's a good sign. We need it to grow. We need it to grow. We'd like to get it back to that 61%. And this is, you know, how do we do that? By growing our economy. You know, that's how we do that. By becoming more productive. And we've been unproductive the last few years, even though it's picked up recently. We've been unproductive. The productivity rate gets that report comes out once a quarter, and I keep an eye on that because that goes to, goes directly to our standard of living. If it grows, our standard of living will go up. We need to have more middle class. And it looks like we're finally, regardless of what politicians, I don't care what they say. I want the facts. It looks like we finally, since 2011, has stabilized the shrinkage of our middle class. Now, we will know better five, ten years from now. But right now, that's what we have for the last, you know, since 2011. It looks like it's stabilized. Isn't that interesting? We want that. That's very healthy for us. Okay? 888 chart. Remember, there was a talking point I wanted to get to yesterday, and I did not get to it. Social Security often, you know, taking Social Security early. And I think, I'm hoping to get to that tomorrow. I promise I'll put that first up tomorrow. Okay? But we just don't have time today. I'm Steve Peasley, and that completes another Invest Talk program. Goes by pretty fast. Driven again by your questions, not what I want to talk about, even though I squeeze that in. Remember, I'm returning to San Jose on October 3rd. I would love to sit down with you to analyze your portfolio, take a look at your holdings, see what we can come up with. 
see where you are in your you know, working or retirement life. So you need to register at investtalk.com if you want to meet with me. Thanks for listening, and please come back tomorrow, and good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.